Sometimes people try to destroy you precisely because they recognize your power, not because they don't see it, but because they see it and they don't want it to exist. Bell Hooks. Welcome to the Writer's Block. This space is for aspiring writers, indie, and published authors who desire tips, tricks, and tools to foster confidence in your ability to write. This space is also for voice actors, editors, and literary agents. All those people whom are writing adjacent. Let this space be a haven, a resource, and a reminder you can write all you see and see all you write. Grab your pens. We're about to circle the block. Just when I thought I was able to handle the shock of Anne Rice dying. Then Bell Hooks dies four days later. Now, for those of you who may have heard the other bonus show dedicated to Anne, did you really think I was not going to honor Bell with her own show? <laughs> I think not. One of the reasons why her death feels so, it's a void. It is definitely a void. Often at my lowest in, at this intersection of black female and writer, I have held on to the wisdom of bell hooks. Now, did I necessarily agree with everything that she said? No. But the fact that she was brave enough to write it is one of the reasons why I respect her. Especially when she talked, talked about how no woman has ever written enough. And especially no black woman has ever written enough. And in looking through the wealth of her work. It is reason to keep going. It is reason to keep going. One of the things that is so bodacious about, again, being black and woman and writer is that people think that you shouldn't exist. People think that you shouldn't take up space, that you shouldn't uh, say what you have to say, and that you have to be perfectly packaged in order to be taken seriously, quote unquote. One of the things that I love about Bell Hooks was, and again, speaking about her in past tense is weird. Because sometimes I think that we as collective blackness, living this uniquely American experience, sometimes we see people who are brave enough to write down our experiences. We give them a sort of immortality. We forget that they're human, that they age, and that they die. But as Baldwin said that, you know, sometimes that the poet is not recognized as a revolutionary until after their death, but that's fine. The point is that you have to do your work. And by God, Belle did her work.
And I like to say that bell hooks like some portions of James Baldwin and even Audre Lorde. Bell's not a safe Negro, <laughs> you know, um, as you know, speaking as one who is an English major and a parenthetical citation here. One of my mentors is Dr. Drusilla Wall at University of Missouri, St. Louis. And she told all of us that never call yourself just an English major. And with that, Belle is not a safe Negro. She's not. She is confrontational. She is loving. But she is, I liken her, and I don't want to, I'm sure that she would, she's um, in her eternal rest now thinking, don't make me a mammy either. <laughs> but Belle is, Belle is the kind of black woman that is needed and necessary to liberate us as a people. Now, what does that mean? For her fortitude, for her bravery, for her pen, we now have a body of work that we can give to black black people, especially black girls and boys, to let them know they are seen as well as heard and they have the right to question where they are in the world. When she died, I gave my, the intro quote, I gave to my daughter who is 14. I need her to, and again, that, and that itself is powerful. That she needs to recognize that she is a powerful and dynamic being and she exists outside of other people's opinion. And the one thing that I thought was so cool about her is that her pen name, Bell Hooks, which she always spelled lowercase, is borrowed from her maternal great-grandmother, Bell, B-E-L-L, Blair Hooks. And uh, if you've listened to this space for any length of time, you know that my best friend and I have this saying that wherever I go, I bring you in the room with me. Meaning that there may be opportunities, there may be networking, there may be chance to network and grow and build and learn. And I never want to take, I never want to dissociate myself from you. Because any relationship that is truly going to last, it thrives on and grows with reciprocity. I give, you give, and vice versa. And the fact that she was had that presence of mind to bring her great-grandmother with her is amazing. And the one thing that is also really cool is the thing that she's known for is called oppositional gaze. And I just found this out and because I, I didn't know exactly what it was, but this is what it's defined as. And actually, Bell Hooks coined this, which is, which is even that much more cool. The oppositional gaze, again, I'm sorry, the oppositional gaze first coined by feminist scholar and social activist Bell Hooks in her 1992 essay collection, Black Looks, Race and Representation, is a type of looking is a type of looking relation that involves the political rebellion and resistance against the repression of a black person's right to look. As Hook states, white white slave owners would punish their slaves regu- reg- regularly simply for looking at them. The oppositional gaze is a tool that black people use to disrupt the power dynamic that white cinema uses to perpetuate the othering of blackness in media. The oppositional gaze works by creating a representation of blackness in media by developing in by developing independent black cinema. 
it works as black media it works as black media by black creators for especially for specifically I'm sorry black audiences hooks's essay is a work of fem of feminist film theory that criticizes both male i'm sorry that criticizes both the male gaze through michael Foucault's relations of power and the prevalence of white feminism and feminist theory the oppositional gaze encompasses modes of looking that that employ reflexive gazes such as the shared gaze the repressed gaze the phaleocentric gaze the black male gaze the interrogating gaze now i know that was a lot to absorb but this here i can't tell you how how amazing this is again as i say and again if you've listened to this space this platform and supported this platform by uh for any length, for any length of time again now going to uh our our specifically year 3 three calendar years as of um may of 2022 that we've made this space a reality this space also in reading this has a thread of oppos- of of what hooks calls the oppositional gaze in it again christopher priest said that a, re- a real writer can write anything and the one thing that is so powerful and and uh and ingenious about the work of bell hooks is that she continued to write through the lens of oppositional gaze she continued to challenge what it meant to be black and in this country not just black but black and black and woman black and man black and child black and in love black and um trying to trying to um form identity black and just the idea of intersectionality is born through bell hooks's work and that cannot be overstated that cannot be that cannot be dismissed and the thing that made her just a just this force of nature like Audrey Lord is was that she didn't care what you had to say about it. She did not care what you had to say about it. And for those of us who follow in her footsteps, who read her work, who share her quotes, who, who fight daily against this invisible wall of classism and elitism and having um and again having imposter syndrome we're thinking that you as a black person whom whom in this case writes or takes up space that you feel that on some in some in you're a fraud and they and they the nebulous they right will not accept you because of where you are and where your education is where you grew up your pedigree your pedagogy your degree your your experience your resume your name in some cases Bell Hooks' work is a torch to that. On some end, it is it is the tool that Audre Lorde spoke about in her quote where she says that the, the tools of the the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. Bell Hooks gives us some of those tools. I'm going to miss bell hooks. (laughs) I'm going to miss bell hooks. And she is the reason why I take writing so seriously. 
why I don't necessarily, I see it as a hobby. Again, it's something that I love to do. I love to teach it. I love to have people's eyes uh, light up when they realize that what is in what is in their head, they can actually put in a medium that people can read. I love language. I love being able to bend these hundred seventy some odd thousand words and known in the English language to my will and benefit. I love being able to do that and having her work, which again, when I found out that uh, she died, it was, I won't even lie to you, uh, fellow oracles and um, my linguistic acrobats, my world stopped for about 45 minutes because I just couldn't believe it was true. And there is the magnanimous and equally brilliant Hannah Drake who shared a, I think it was either a Twitter conversation or a text conversation with a friend of hers who said that now with Belle being gone, now she would have to take up the mantle. And Hannah said that, you know, she didn't think that she could. And to that, I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that that it's fair to put that kind of mantle on anybody. I liken it to, um, and this is me, maybe me being a fangirl or, or a perpetual goth kid, but at the season finale of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, the 90s show was set with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, there was this tool that uh, Willow had to um, destroy in order to give Buffy the power to defeat this final enemy, right? And the power was dispersed in such a way that it it was so much power contained in this in this particular tool that it went to every woman and I think it's like every woman in the world. And I think that with the passing of bell hooks, something it it feels like that that it's not the responsibility of just one black writer to lift that 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 does not feel fair. What does feel fair? What does feel fair, what feels just is that those of us who call ourselves black and writer or black and scholar or black and female and woman and scholar, that we got to pick up where she left off. We have to keep going. We have to keep going. We ha- and as I've said on uh, social media before, that blackness is big enough and expansive enough that it, that it can stand, it can withstand examination. It can withstand healing. It can withstand questioning and criticism or critique. It, it's big enough to do that. And we can't shy away from that anymore. So no, it's not just one black writer's responsibility to become the next Bell Hooks. No. That's, I, I liken that to um, people who say that Viola Davis is the black Meryl Streep. No, she is Viola Davis. And that is enough. Just like Carrie Washington is Carrie Washington. She's not the black anything except Carrie Washington. God has richly has richly blessed us with the phenomenon, with the fire starter known as known formerly as Gloria Jean Watkins, now forever known as Bell Hooks, who has given us the rue to freedom who has given us a legacy 
by which that we can dig in and share with our children and grandchildren that we can give to our daughters who are both black and woman in a world that hates both black people and women. That she has given us a tool by which we can examine our own thought processes, how we, um, how we view education, how we view interaction, and even how we view being in love with one another. Because I know this, I was actually torn looking at my looking at my Kindle and looking at my library, wanting her book immediately through the vehicle of Kindle, and still wanting the physical manifestation of her book in my library. But no, it's not up to just one black writer to do this. And again, this goes back to one of the reasons why this platform exists. Black writers span, span this diaspora known as blackness. That no black writer is responsible for one thing. If anything, we are a, we are a hive, not a hive mind, but we are a hive there are some of us who do the academic work, that do the scholarship, that do that, do that necessary work of dismantling, of creating the tools, of letting you know the tools exist, and giving them to and giving them to those who need them. There are those of us who are called to to record and examine and put those things in film or in other media to show different representations of us. Dr. Angela Davis said that the revolutionary must do the work regardless of the position, regardless of the condition. And Bell was a revolutionary. She did the work despite the condition, despite those who didn't think that what she had to say was relevant. It didn't matter to her. The fact is the work had to be done. And I'm trying really hard not to cry about it, but it's a reminder Her work is a love letter to us. And as brilliant as Hannah is, and shouts to Hannah because I love her. It's not just up to Hannah to carry that. Not by herself. Black women too often are considered the mules of the world. So those of us who are black and writer, sometimes black and woman and writer, sometimes it feels that we are unnecessarily saddled with the, with this work of preservation and freedom. And sometimes it feels like there's nobody else helping, but no, we are not going to saddle that on just one black woman. Belle didn't do it by herself. So neither will we. So as she enjoys her ancestor rest. Dang. Trying to hold it together, y'all. Trying. But as she enjoys her ancestor rest, it is well-deserved. And she was only 69, y'all. 11 years younger than Anne Rice. And the part of me that is greedy and refuses to let her go on some level, what could she have done in those last 11 years? But I am grateful for her. I am inspired by her. And I'll be damned if I don't want to be like her when I grow up. (laughs) 
Good night, Bill. The time has come to leave you to your thoughts and words. The hope is that what was shared in this space was encouraging, empowering, and a catalyst to write. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC for all audio production and mixing. All business inquiries and advertising inquiries can be sent to circlethewritersblock at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined to support the work of this podcast to continue to fight erasure of black and minority writers, consider supporting through Cash App at dollar sign J-B-H-W-R-I-T-E-S, that's J-B-H Writes, or PayPal at S-G-L-L-C dot one zero three eight at yahoo.com. We will see you next time when we circle the blog.